What's up, everybody? And this is episode 40? I believe so. I think that's it. I'm yeah. almost positive, actually, and I'm correct. Yep, episode um, 40. I, wow. I was subconsciously aware of what episode this was. And, Go me. <laughs> and what an episode to have with what just happened. We're gonna we're gonna play this off like this was on purpose. Yep, it was. And we waited until the direct. I planned was it. Was over. This was on me. <laughs> Ross planned it. I did it. He didn't tell me, nope. but he planned it. I planned it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, episode forty, major milestone. Um, we just watched the March eighth, uh, which is today. This should go up today. So yeah, today's Nintendo Direct. And uh, Nintendo strikes again. These directs are... I I didn't used to watch these at all during, like, the 3DS Wii U time. But now that I have a Switch, like, they've had some really good stuff. Like, I was in my car, pulling into my garage, and it was 4.59. And I rushed onto my phone so I could watch the direct. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, shit, I'm gonna be late. My luck, this one, they're going to announce Advance Wars. It's the part I don't see. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so these directs are pretty good. And I like having these, you know, every like month or two. Like, hey, here's 30 minutes of E3. <laughs> yeah, I almost, I kind of prefer keep the it. the train going. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, you want to dive yeah, in? Yeah, so, yeah, let's start. Um... So, Nintendo, still very dead set on making 3DS games, which on one hand, I don't blame them, and on the other, just put them on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. that's It was a real bummer like, to see the first one, which was a new WarioWare game. I gasped. When I saw that mustache, I was like, <gasps> and then it was 3D, WarioWare's coming to the 3DS. I was like, oh, god damn it. It's, yeah, it's called WarioWare Assholes. Gold. WarioWare Gold. Um, there's 300 micro games. Like, um, old ones, new ones, it's coming to the 3DS August 3rd. Why it's Sony's not on been, Switch they, makes no sense. Sony's been doing this shit with the Vita for years! Like, just copy it! What's the What's the Vita? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> the Vita's still cool. <laughs> I still have mine, because GameStop wouldn't take it. The, the, the serial number's gone. It's, it's a crying shame. How'd you do um, that? It, it's... Because the serial number isn't on, like, the sticker on the unit. It's on a plastic sticker that goes over it. So, like, there's, like, the barcode, and then they put, like, a sticker over it with the serial number, and that sticker peeled off. Oh, solid. Yeah. So, good guy Sony fucks up with stickers. You know, it's built a great handheld that you can never get rid of. Or play. Because state laws. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, WarioWare... I would be um, so enthusiastic if it was not on 3DS. If that was on Switch, that would be hype. Yeah. But, um, I mean, WarioWare, still cool, I guess. I still have a 3DS. It's not like I can't play it. <laughs> um, just such just an inconvenience. The act of going onto my 3DS for anything that isn't Fire Emblem at this point is just, it's, it's too big an ask. Yeah, also... I couldn't even play the fucking Metroid game. What makes them think I'm going to go there for Wario? <laughs> oh, you know, because... You know. Oh, also, this didn't happen. This happened a couple days ago, but it's worth mentioning because it's Nintendo. Um, Diablo 3's coming to the Switch, so. It's still not fully confirmed. Um, okay. 
there there was reports. reports. Yes. Like it's going to come to switch. But as I heard, it was the leaked room. It was the, the stupid switch thing on Twitter. Then there were reports that followed that said it was coming, but there's still no official confirmation from blizzard. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It'd be stupid not to, I'm going to buy it again because I am stupid and want to play more Diablo three. Ask me why Ross. Why Chris? I don't know. Because it's a, it's a great game. It's a really good game. And, like, and now, when we visit each other, we can bring our Switches and play LAN. <laughs> we can literally play on the same TV, on the same console, in the same place already. But that's but that's dumb. But we're still, what, but we're we're still going to be on the same screen. Just two separate screens. Nah, man, I'm using my Switch undocked. No, but I mean, like, what if they do that? I hope it's like the PC version, because I'm just... Does, do they let you run free on the when it's? God, how long has it been since I played online Diablo three on a console? I think uh, it's. Yeah, I guess that'll be fine. Yeah, I think they let you go free. Yeah. Because I know on the couch co op, you all have to stay on the same screen, obviously. Right. Uh, right. I just hope they don't do it that way. Uh, who knows? Anyway, uh, back to the direct. Yeah, that'll be uh, cool. Um, there's a few more 3ds announcements before we get to actual. That would have been a good announcement here. Yeah, I would have. Um. Next up, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. Tell me next about up, this. Next up, Mario and Luigi, <laughs> Bowser's Inside Story. Okay, so Dylan's Dead Beat Breakers <laughs> is like a tower defense game, but for your me. Mario and Luigi, Bowser's it, Inside Story. It will you be switch between <laughs> Bowser and Mario and Luigi in this action RPG. <laughs> Dylan's Dead <laughs> Heat Breakers are coming out May 24th demo on May 10th. I'm done. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a new Mario and Bowser RPG. There's yeah. a Bowser Jr. story. Those have uh, always been very well received. Bowser apparently has like big boss battles where you turn the system sideways into like a portrait oh, mode. Um, nice. And it's it seems cool. It's launching in 2019. That's a ways so, off. Well, I, in, they're still going to be not releasing games on the Switch at least through 2019. Yeah. Um, Detective Pikachu. That was uh, a weird trailer. That looked. I don't understand. Luigi's Mansion is coming to 3DS. <laughs> oh, uh, the original one. People love that game. I didn't, but I'm glad yeah. people do. And now, if you played the other Luigi's Mansion that's on 3DS, now you can play the first one that probably has all the stuff that they learned they needed to fix. Uh, so you can play in, in, in all likelihood inferior, possibly, version of that game Maybe. on that platform. I hear, a, I hear a lot of people still prefer the first game oh, okay. from I don't some know. of the changes they made in Dark Moon. I have not played oh, them, okay. that's just from what yeah. I've heard. I, I would just assume, like, hey, you know, they figured something out. Like You would I say that, but then Halo yep. 5 came out. Sorry. I've been watching a bunch of, like, Halo stuff, I and I want... I oh, God, I want Master Chief want Collection ha- on PC so bad. Yes! Uh, I've been saying that for so long! I know. God, I just want Halo to be good again! Yep. I like... And I keep thinking that the next Halo is gonna be a goddamn fucking spinoff bullshit, and it's... I want a Master Chief story again. That's good. I want 343 to stop making it. That's what I really want. Put it in the hands of someone competent. Like, Raven is sitting there stagnating at Activision. They made Singularity, and just because it didn't sell... Oh, no. Um... Sorry about that. Yep. <laughs> hold on, hold on. TJ, we're recording. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> um, I forgot to move us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, anyway, um, the Luigi's Mansion port will be releasing in 2018. And there's also a boss rush mode. So for Luigi's Mansion fans, rejoice. Um, yeah. Except for the fact it's on 3DS. So actually, kind of. Eh. I mean, eventually. I guess there's the path of, we remastered this 3DS game. That's their remaster plan. All right, here we go. For the first two, two and a half years, it's remaster the Wii U games. Yeah. All right, because there were some good games there. Years two and a half through four, bring the 3DS stuff. Oh, hey, Fire Emblem's coming to Switch. Boom, Awakening (laughs) on Switch. Boom, Fates on Switch. Just... Why? Why not? Is yeah. the real question. Yeah. Um, cause I'll buy them again. As I mentioned before, I'm stupid. That's why I haven't haven't played yet. Bayonetta one and two on Switch. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Chris. Uh, I'm gonna play them. I fucking promise you that. <laughs> two of the best action games ever made. You think I'm gonna just let them sit there forever? You are mistaken. Um. Yeah. So now we get into the Nintendo Switch stuff. Uh, Ross, dude, Kirby Star Allies seems like a game that maybe could be fun. Kirby Star Allies seems like the last few Kirby games, which have been um, almost obnoxiously easy and geared directly and solely towards young children. Ross, what if I told you you could play as King DDD? Oh, it has buff DDD. Never mind, I'm buying it. Forgot about it. It has buff, buff DDD. DDD, but they also have DDD as a dream friend. So you, he can be a friend in your dreams and be a friend in the game. I would love so to. So you could play as King DDD, Meta Knight, and uh, Bandana Waddle D. Bandana Waddle D is arguably the best rapper name I've come across. That's my new oh. name. Oh, don't worry. There's more. Uh, oh, there yeah. are also dream friends. Uh, Rick Kine Koo, uh, also a good rap name. Yeah. Marks and Gooey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, I think those are two separate characters, but when you put them together, also a very good rap name. God damn it. <laughs> um, There's a demo. We should try this. Yeah, yeah, why not? It comes out next week. Like, there's plenty of time to decide that it's a mistake before we buy it. <laughs> yep, that's also true. Um, next up, the 7-3 release of Okami. Um, yes, uh, much like Resident Evil 4, if you haven't played it, they're going to continue to try and get you to, yep. uh, because Capcom only releases like truly legendary games once every like three or four years, and they will continue to release those games until everyone has played them. Yes, it's coming out this summer, so that should be fun. I always think I want to play Okami, and then everybody's like, yeah, it's like Legend of Zelda. I'm like, oh. Yep. Yep. I have a I have a problem. <laughs> yep, I did try it back on the PS2, and yep, it was kind of like Legend of Zelda, but pretty. I um, still don't know how I liked Darksiders, or yes. Yeah, I don't know game. how you did it either. I still don't know how I liked that game. I just like that game. On to the next one, Project Octopath Traveler No More. It is now just Octopath Traveler, still not Who a great name. didn't see that coming? Um, but they introduced... Apparently, hold on, yeah. this one... I just need to make sure I understood this correctly, yep. okay? Yep. So there is a character in this game whose job specifically is to buy items. Yeah. What? Job system. 
Hold on, no, no, because you know what? There's been job systems, hasn't stopped people from buying items. So what you're telling me is that this person is the only person mentally, physically, whatever capable of going up to a shop and being like, hey, can I buy this? She buys... Does, she just, does everyone else just lack the confidence? Are they very timid? And she's just like, I got this. She's the best merchant. She sells all the best things. She is the merchant. She's terrific. Two new characters. She's going to put tariffs on steel. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, so, yeah, her name is Tressa. Um, and then there's also Alfin the Apothecary, who is a healer. Um, and, yeah, you can, like, equip two different jobs and kind of get some hybrid effects going on. And, like, he's got the ability to get information other people's can't. As if healing wasn't enough of an ability. This Tressa just buys shit. He heals people and asks them for secrets. This is like, like the best bad Japanese translation ever. He can get information other people cannot. And then what? Job battles can be equipped specifically for fights. You can equip the dancer job with the merchant. Yep. To expand her battle prowess. Yes. So she can buy things and she can dance. Dude, they'll give her discounts. Like, what is she going to do? Just dance and like, these hips don't lie. Yes. <laughs> I fail to see why you're so confused about this. <laughs> this Seems... game sounds so weird. Yep, and I am kind of excited for it. Oh, it's so god damn it. <laughs> what is this? It's like Squared like was like, hey, remember when we used to make RPGs on the NES and shit? Yeah, let's let's try that again, but pretend we never did it before. And just like, how would you do this? It's like they're trying to rediscover it all over again. Yes. It's like there's a science to this already. Oh, but when you throw science out the window, you get innovation, and I'm excited. Yes, being able to buy things from people is an innovation. You don't understand. Your brain does not comprehend the possibilities. It's not my fault that you cannot comprehend that we I are moving I'm on still, to Travis Strikes Again. I guess I'm not again. in the sixth dimension yet with you, Ross. Uh, yeah, obviously. On to the next level intellect. Next announcement. Travis strikes again. No more heroes. New game in the No More Heroes franchise. It's always a franchise I really wanted to get into, but it was on the Wii, and I don't like to waggle. So he doesn't like to play with his Wii. It's true. I don't. Um, but so that is they didn't announce a release date on that one. I can't remember. No. Um, but it's like a bunch of not mini games, but games within the game that have like bosses at the end. I know the original games you were like climbing up the like I think the assassin rankings, so it was yeah. kind of like a bunch of boss battles. But um, these are all like different game types, like from what it looked like. I feel like this is in many ways going to let down a lot of No More Heroes fans. I agree, uh, because this is not the game that they wanted or expected. However, I feel like enough of them will be willing to give it a chance, and enough new players who maybe didn't care will be willing to give it a chance. Like uh, uh, one Ross Orlando yep. might look at this and say, hey, this could be fun. Yeah. Dude's name is Travis Touchdown. How can you go wrong? I, not wrong. Uh, but yeah, so you can play co-op with Joy-Cons to partner. Uh, with the infamous Badman. 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 Badman Ken Ken. Can can the Batman can. Um, okay. Next up, Chris, I'll let you take this one. So, uh, we saw some gameplay. Dark Souls remaster. Um, looks like Dark the Souls. the first time I had seen it. It looks almost a little closer to Dark Souls 3 visually, which is nice. Hey. Um, 
so I mean, it just a, a better looking Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that still looks good. Um, also, Solaire of Astora is an amiibo, so you can praise the sun 24-7. They even, like, in the announcement, they even said something along the lines of, now you can praise the sun with reckless abandon. I want to buy, like, six of them and put them everywhere the sun touches. <laughs> just just in different places. I want to bring one to work and just put it up, and they're going to be like, what is that? And I'm just going to be like, praise the sun. <laughs> Someone's going to come in who knows what Dark Souls is, and they're going to be like, Praise the sun. I'm going to be like, never leave. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> we're best friends now. <laughs> so that's cool. The game's still coming out May 25th, but another cool piece of news is that there's going to be a network test that's going to come yeah, soon. Because I don't think Nintendo fully understands what their network is capable of. Exactly. And I think they want to be sure that they know how to Dark Souls. Yeah. Because that's, if they mess that up, there will be a lot of unhappy people. I mean, not really, because most of these people are going to end up playing it on the go with no connection anyway. Don't worry about it. Shh. I'm still very concerned about that part. But yeah, so we'll see how the network network test goes. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to try and get in on that. Yeah, I know that Chris and I are both getting the game, so um, excited to see what it ends up being like. Getting it on PC first. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you, you, you. I might, I might buy the Switch um, on to the next, the game that they seem to be pushing for the past few months. They really, which I, really like this game. Which, I mean, I'm excited about. I, I, I haven't been excited for Mario Tennis since the Game Boy Color. Um, the, the Mario Tennis on, Mar on Nintendo 64 is still one of my favorite N64 games. Like, I think the Color one came after that, right? I b believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I miss, I just miss, like, the old, like, those games had, like, really good, because those were made by Camelot, the guys who made, um, Golden Sun. Yeah. And I just miss the, um, like, they had the story where you made your own character and you work your way up the ranks. I oh, feel like this I never, doesn't, yeah. You never did that? I never cared about that stuff. Oh, that was my favorite. That was the whole reason I bought the Game Boy Color version of that when mm. we were at Sudden Impact that day. I bought that just to do that. Because, like, it's so good because it's, like, it, it's teaching, it's, it's, like, almost like golf story but tennis. And it's, like, you know, you're learning how to play the game and you're doing these weird, like, challenges. And then you're, like, yeah, so now you got to beat these people to move up the ranks. And it. My golf story analogy for people who probably played golf story will probably be like, ah, it's a stretch, but that's a stretch I'm willing to make. Um, yeah. Um, like you walked around the town and stuff and like, you fucking man, it was an RPG that also happened to be a tennis game mm. and it was really good. And yeah. I used to just stand by the net and swing. I would just hug the net. It was great. Worked every time. Um, so yeah, they showed a bunch of stuff. Um, you can use the Joy-Con as a, a motion control tennis racket if you want to do that. Now that's innovation. Yep. Never, never been done. Um, it's coming out June 22nd. So that, I think that's a perfect kind of summer release. Um, so yeah. I, I'm excited for that. And there's a pre-launch tournament for people who have never played the game before to compete to see who is the best at the game nobody's ever played. Yeah. Yeah. That's my competition. <laughs> Del delicious. <laughs> um, next uh, up, something my wife is very excited about. Is she? So we started this game on Wii U, and then we fell off of it because it was on Wii U. Um, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker... They're releasing it on Switch with a new, with some new Mario Odyssey levels, including New Donk City. She's excited. 
I'm kind of excited. That's a fun game. <laughs> Local um, co-op. Did you see the co-op stuff? No, no, I missed. So yeah, there's um, if you share the Joy Cons, one person plays as Captain Toad, so like she could be Captain Toad, and then you as a second player can like interact with certain things in the environment. So like you could shoot. They were showing like the second player shooting turnips at the 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 chomp plants. Um, to knock them away so that uh, Captain Toad could go unscathed. Oh, okay. Nice. So, it, it, I find Nintendo is approaching a, a lot of co-op as, like, indirect. Like, hey, you're not necessarily a character on the screen. You're just influencing stuff that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, at its heart, that's a single-player game. The co-op is kind of an added bonus. Kind of like Super Mario Galaxy, it had the co-op. Odyssey that's had exactly the co-op. what I was thinking. It's yeah. the same kind of concept, I yeah. think, as, as to what they did in that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's fine. I'm excited it's coming out again. Um, cause I did want to play through that game. So it comes out the day after my birthday Aww. and there's also a 3ds version coming yes. as well. Um, also, uh, I, I, I kind of saw it coming the moment like you, the, you hear it and you know it, what it is. I thought it was a good way to handle it. They are bringing undertale to switch. It was a nice little thing where you hear the little guy talking, you know, the little noise he makes when he's talking and it's like, it's all these graphics are amazing, but you can't see them because it's all dark. And it's like, fuck you, Undertale, you <laughs> silly bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll probably pick it up because I've never played it and I've always wanted to. I've seen a lot of it and I feel like that would ruin me playing it. Yeah, yeah, I but feel I, like that, that too. Yeah, I still feel like... I own it. Yeah. I still feel like I should play it. Like, I need to play... I picked up um, Night in the Woods on Switch and I haven't played it yet. I haven't been playing my Switch recently, but... Um, yeah, these, these type of games, I'm super excited to come out on Switch because they're really perfect for just like the commute or in bed, uh, perfect kind of games for that. So, uh, no release date, but it's, it's a, it will be eventually. coming out eventually. So TM, TM. So who, <laughs> okay. who um, knows? So this next one I think is really funny because, uh, anybody who grew up in the nineties and watched TV at one point probably saw Crash Bandicoot standing outside the Nintendo building with a megaphone saying, where are the games, Nintendo? Your plumber can't save you now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, is coming to the Nintendo Switch the first time Crash will ever be on a Nintendo platform. Yeah. When I, um, when I saw that for like a split second, I was like, what? That's PlayStation. Totally forgot right? Activision had him. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, what? I know. But it's still, it's still PlayStation. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's just what it is because no good Crash games came out after PlayStation. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah. that's, that's coming out July 10th. Yeah, so that's cool. Lots of stuff around my birthday. Yeah, uh, before and after. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can get you one of those games for your birthday. There you go. There you go. I'm buying Tony Dark Souls for his. Nice. <laughs> oh, shit. If he gets... No, I still have to buy it on PC. Oh. I was saying if he got it on Switch, then <laughs> no, I, I got to play with Cipher. <laughs> God damn it! Um, it's all Cipher's fault. Yeah, at this point, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So July tenth. Next up, um, I didn't catch much of this. I came in toward the tail end of this trailer. So Little Nightmares has this? been out. Yes, it has okay. been out on other platforms for a little while now. It's kind of like think like Inside. Yeah. Um, or like a play dead style game. Mm -hmm. It's a very spooky atmospheric kind of game. Um, there's a lot of like kind of jarring art design. Uh, like it's a creepy game and it tries to be creepy. Uh, it's almost like a claymation kind of thing. Like not quite, 
I, I'm not doing it full justice. I haven't played it, but I've watched a lot of it. And it seems like a really cool game. Like, you're this kid. It, like, apparently you got, like, trapped and you're, like, trying to... Uh, you're obviously escaping for your life. Um, and there's this dude, like, with really long hands who's trying to find you. And, like, it can be, like, equal parts charming. Is it Salad as- Fingers? No. no. <laughs> I don't. Don't do this to me. I just always, I always see him eating himself. Just a, that's the only one that ever bothered me. I can't handle it, man. It's, it's oh, that's that's a big nightmare. We're talking little nightmares. Um, yeah, so it's the complete edition. So it includes all the DLC, which apparently it had some pretty good DLC. Nice. Uh, and apparently it has interaction with the Pac-Man amiibo. Hey, it looked like it gave him like a Pac-Man hoodie. I get it. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so that's... If you haven't seen it, uh, I would almost say if you like the Play Dead-type games, you should definitely pick that up, Ross. Okay, yeah. Uh, because I would be interested to see what you think of it, because I, I, as far as I'm aware, it's gotten almost universal praise. Huh, it's it's weird. I've never heard of it. I feel yeah, like I, I, watched, uh, I watched a couple streamers play it, and they all really liked it, and like they came back for all the DLC and stuff. Like They were very popular games among their fans. Nice. So, or it, it was a very popular game among their fans. It's, it's 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 something, man. Like I don't think it's a platformer, which isn't my thing. That's so I wouldn't. It's not my kind of game per se in that regard. But um, yeah, if you if you could, you know, do a platformer pretty well, then I would definitely say you should try that game. Nice, and it comes out May eighteenth. May eighteenth, a week before Dark Souls. Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up is one that I'm excited about because I was recently playing the demo for this on PC. Um, South Park: The Fractured But Whole is coming out for Switch, and the announcement was hilarious. Yeah, they <laughs> they know they know South Park is just a total shit show, and Nintendo's just like, yeah, the the totally inappropriate South Park is now on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And it's just like, they know, but they're fine with it. Yeah, at this point. They're like, as long as we have the good games, it doesn't matter. We already have Dark Souls. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's all past DLC will be available for purchase or in a season pass. Um, It's coming out April 24th uh, alongside the first two DLC. And then the third DLC will be available later this year. Yeah, I don't... Because the first two are out on other platforms, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for that. I want to play that. I'll probably pick that up. Okay. Um, I might might borrow that from you then. Because I didn't end up playing it. I usually buy my games digitally, but we can try to work something out. well, then you stream it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yep. Definitely do that. Um, next up, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. It's coming out May 18th. That's it. They finally put a release date on it. Um, after playing Fire Emblem Warriors, I'm marginally more excited for this. As while I haven't been a big fan of the franchise, I do like some of the characters. So I doubt I'll buy it, but I have a much higher chance of buying it than I did before I played uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> I can tell you definitively I will not be buying it, but I will continue to enjoy Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so what's up next, buddy? Uh, I'm going to take both of these, I guess. So Splatoon 2 uh, is getting version 3.0, which is coming in late April. Includes a bunch of new gear. A hundred new pieces of gear. Woo! Excuse me. Three new stages. Woo! 
rank X, which I can only assume Whoa. is like for extreme or like expert, and it's the rank higher than S plus. Take it back to the nineties. S plus plus was too easy. I'm waiting for the X plus or like X one. You know, just more, like <laughs> I'm more of a C plus kind of guy. Um, C plus plus. And maybe. then they announced with the. Possibly the single most annoying trailer I've oh, ever seen in my life. You saw uh, that? I, okay, it good. Just, that wasn't it just, just me. It's just the music was the just The music oh. was awful. It was just like it was like I was being tortured. Yeah. Even like I, I watched like a reaction to the direct from a YouTuber that I follow who's a huge Nintendo guy and a huge Splatoon guy, and all he could say at the end of it was like, Oh, this music is interesting. Which is his way of saying woof. It was bad. Yeah, I'm just gonna. It was interesting. It was an interesting decision considering how bad it was. That nobody thought, hey, maybe this is a bad idea. Like it's uh, it stays with the like Splatoon music motif, but it just it in the worst way. It, it was just so repetitive and loud, and, and just, just and increasingly so. Yeah, it just wouldn't stop. And like every time you thought, and now it stops. It just kept going. Yeah. Um, but apparently you play as Agent 8, who looks like an Octoling. I don't understand the relevance of that. Um, as someone who doesn't play Splatoon, yep, uh, why is an Octoling special? Okay, good. Um, there are eight test facilities to explore. They look kind of cool. New stories to shed light on characters. And if you beat the expansion, you'll be able to become an Octoling in online matches. That's coming out in September. It's available for advanced purchase. That's their terminology. Yes. So uh, this I is think now. This is paid um, DLC. Yeah. And but no, you can pre-order it, but it's not a pre-order. It's advanced purchase starting today for summer 2018. See, that's how they're that's how they're going to tease Advance Wars by just working Shut, the name into everything. Shush, shush. And that's the reveal at Quiet E3 this you. year. Quiet you. Um, uh, now where you get it. All right. So then they were like, okay, that's it for this direct. And I'm just going to preface this. I was just telling Ross before Nintendo has become masters of the teaser. I, I am working on a running timeline, uh, starting going back to um, E3 last year, when, oh, by the way, Metroid Prime 4, then Samus Returns, and then they freaking... What was the other direct? The Dark Souls remaster, the Game Awards when they had Bayonetta 3, and now this. It's a trailer. It starts out with just the, the freaking Splatoon people, you know, doing Splatoon things. Um, man. And then it all goes dark and she turns around and her jaw drops. And in her eye, you just see the reflection of, like, the f fire. And it's the fucking Smash symbol. Hey! Smash Brothers is coming. Here's the important thing. They, wait, they unconfirmed. What, unconfirmed. Total speculation. It looked like Odyssey Mario. It looked like Breath of the Wild Link. Well, that part's kind of confirmed because that's definitely. I know, what but like, were. but leading up to this, the Splatoon people are obviously in it. It didn't, based on the way they titled it, because they just said Super Smash Brothers. There was no indication that this is the Wii U version being remastered for Switch. I look at it the way they announced it. They made a really big deal as like a showstopper. And they didn't do that for any of their other remasters. Yeah, but it's Smash. It's on like a whole Dark other Souls. level. I know, but I'm just saying. I like. I, I, I want you to be right. This, I don't look at this as a as a remaster of that one. I'm thinking that they made a new 
Smash Bros. Because I feel like they would want to get out in front and be like, no, this is a remake of that. I feel like they would have had something to say. But like, you know, oh, and we're adding these characters. But no, I feel like they are going, you know, new with that. Um, which excites me. Uh, because let's get Solaire in... Fucking when they were when, Smash Bros. when those inklings were running around, 100. percent I thought Solaire was going to pop out somewhere. I honestly got so that too. At the end, I saw. I thought it was the sun. And I thought it was going to be Solaire, and I was going to be like, "Oh, what is it? The other Dark Souls games or something?" And like, then it was Smash. And I was like, "Show me Solaire, baby!" All I want is Buff DDD in the game. That can be his like super move. I just do like. All right, hold on, hold on. Switch is out. They've already confirmed Splatoon. We've got Breath of the Wild. We've got Odyssey. Do you think they tease maybe a new look for um, Samus at all? Or do they just play it safe? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think it's... I don't know. It depends on when in the year it comes out. It depends on if it's after E3, what happens at E3. I don't know, man. I do not yeah. know. Okay. Uh, but what... Switch property. Like, we have to assume Bayonetta is still in the game. Yeah. Uh, on, I would have to think they would want to at least keep the roster from the Wii U version because they sold Amiibos for them. I feel like anybody that has an Amiibo should be in this game. They'll add Ice Climbers back. I think Ice Climbers need to come back, yes. Um, do you think they bring in... I know, I know, I know. Do you think they bring other Fire Emblem characters into it? I don't know. I'm like, keeping fingers uh, crossed for Detective Pikachu. Oh my god. <laughs> that should be at least like an alternate costume. Yeah. They need and he the voice, be voiced, though. He she should be voiced when you use that costume. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, I imagine they could bring uh, like the guys from the last Fire Emblem they made, um, Celica and Alm. They could mm. bring them in. Um, what else is come out on Switch? Um, uh, they can do... Or, or even stages. Like, let's think of some fancy... Like, a Breath of the Wild stage. Yeah. I'm sure, like, a Castle Hyrule or something, or, like, a Hyrule... Like, a... The, a really, anywhere. Yeah, there'll game. be a Splatoon stage. Uh, I, I, I'm almost 100% confident in saying there will be a New Donk City stage. Yeah, that would be... that If, if there's not one, there's a problem. Yep. Um, let's see. Maybe something from Bayonetta? Yeah, probably. Why not? There's that really good, like, plaza area with all the water and stuff with the mm -hmm. mountains. That could make a good Smash level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying I, to think of, like, the games I own for Switch. I just know I'm pumped. Oh, my God. I still want Doom Guy. Oh, my, yeah. They should still put Doom Guy in. That would be pretty good. That would be amazing. Dude, BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, like, just get, be like Bethesda, let's do this. And just put them both in, and then just have, like, a level, and it just starts up. You know, it's I mean, fucking all doom all the time. Yeah, I mean, they've put <laughs> characters from M-rated games in there before, so why not? Just imagine a Doom level that switches between, like, the old style and the new one. And, like, the music changes with it, so it goes from, like, the old style to, like, the metal. Yes. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. And then you just have, like, a Wolfenstein level where it's just, like, a bunch of... You see, the problem is with Wolfenstein is that's, like, killing people. You can't have people dying in the background. 
Nah, there doesn't need. It, they can use like the the robot Robots, dogs. Yeah. yeah, that could be cool. Have the robot dog in the background. What what would what would BJ Blazkowicz's uh, super be? Um, his topless wife covered in blood on top of him <laughs> shooting, wielding shotguns. I mean, yeah, Snake had guns bouncing around. So. Just dual wielding shotguns and the bullets bounce around everywhere because oh, they have the ricochet. This would be interpreted very wrong, but man, you guys should just like break Mario's leg. Dude, you should just, it should just light up a part of them, and you could do like the finisher, but like just like a, a, a more violent just attack. Chris, <laughs> just like break Luigi's arm. Chris, what? His super is that he gets in the wheelchair from the beginning of the game, and BJ Blazkowicz is Mr. Wheels. Son of a bitch. <laughs> It makes perfect sense! Oh my god! Mr. Wheels! <laughs> no one knows! Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Jeff Kaplan's. Give us Mr. Wheels! <laughs> Moral of the story is, we're super excited for Smash. Um, I'm super excited for pretty much anything Nintendo's doing right now, because yeah. I, haven't, I haven't felt this good in a long time just watching shit for games. Like... The last couple of, like, big things, like E3 and stuff, have all been kind of a letdown, except for Nintendo. Because, like, everybody's kind of released or has already announced their big games, and they're all going back to the drawing board because maybe there's new consoles in a year or two. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, like, Nintendo's just fresh and coming out and hitting hard. And I'm digging it. Yeah, I think overall, like, I'm excited about the vast majority of the games that were revealed or presented here. Yeah. Like, and it's just great that, like, Nintendo is, they're highlighting games like Dark Souls. They're highlighting games like South Park, like Little Nightmares. Um, games that, you know, probably they wouldn't have highlighted, you know, last generation. You yeah. know, Ga games that Nintendo seemed to, like, it wanted to distance itself from. You know, those kind of more violent or more inappropriate kind of games. I feel like Nintendo's kind of realizing that they don't have to sacrifice their family image to appeal to everyone. Yeah, people don't have to buy those games if they do not want to. I feel like people just remember, like, Nintendo doesn't make them, they make Mario. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's, I, I think this is a big thing for third parties, because you look now, you know, Undertale's a third-party game. I mean, it's an indie, but that's a huge, hugely, like, that's considered one of the best games ever made. That's a modern masterpiece. Mm. Um but games like South Park being highlighted, like Dark Souls being highlighted, um, that's a big deal for third parties where it's like, oh shit, Nintendo's actually going to go out there and talk about our game. You yeah. know, like when Nintendo was like, hey, we have Wolfenstein and Doom coming to Switch in one of their directs. And that that's a big deal. Yeah. And like the caveat people will say is that these aren't new third party games. These are all ports of older third party games. But like they're getting more and more recent as time yeah. goes on. And here's the thing. Where were those ports on the Wii U? Yeah. You know, it, it's obvious that Nintendo has changed their strategy for the better. Mm -hmm. And they're getting game. They got to announce Dark Souls Remastered. A Dark Souls game has never even dreamed of coming out on a Nintendo platform until now. And they got to announce it exclusively. Like, everybody had to ask, is it coming anywhere else? Like, people thought it was an exclusive. Like, that's that was a big deal for them. That was huge. You know, considering how many people played, like, Demon Souls and Dark Souls on PlayStation and Xbox and stuff like that. It was Nintendo that got to break that news. Yeah. So that's huge. Makes me super excited. Um, yeah, like as time goes on, 
it's weird to say, man, but as time goes on, I'm like feeling more and more like a like a PC switch guy. Yeah, that's that, that's where I'm kind of at right now. <laughs> where it's like like Xbox has been Xbox One m- might be my most disappointing console of all time that I have like owned. Um like Yeah, the, I the amount of I like, still g- played more Wii U than yeah, Xbox One. Me too. Other than like the Master Chief collection, I didn't really play God, if they would just release that on PC, I would have no reason to ever go back. Yep. I like, oh, now could you so imagine? F- could you imagine Halo on PC? All of them on yeah. PC, Ross. It's Dude. beautiful just thinking about it. And like I know they sent the, the 60 frame, but it's like real now on PC. <laughs> and it's just like it's it's a place where it's uh, theoretically it would be a non-broken version of the game that we can run at incredibly high settings and play anytime we want. Like that's all we ever wanted for the Master Chief Collection, man. We just wanted to play Halo together. And yeah. doing it on PC, oh, it'd be so good, man. Like it'd I would, so good. I would still play with controller because I that that's re- fine. Halo's that, built on a yep, controller. That revolutionized console gaming, and I feel like I, I would feel dirty not playing it with a controller. Oh, I'll still play with. Mouse oh, I know. That's fine. Yeah, I know. You're I, you're a dirty, dirty boy. I'm a. Pu- I was gonna say I'm a purist, but like, what what am I being pure? Yeah. I'm a PC <laughs> purist, I guess. The the PC master race <laughs> purist. I play in Final Fantasy 15 with mouse and keyboard. <laughs> I wanted to see what it was like, and they did a shockingly good job. I want to talk about that when, when we're done with this direct. I have, we yeah. have other stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. We're done with the direct. I I kind of want to stay in Halo for a second, man. It's like I'm. <sighs> I'm definitely- Dude, I'm going through. I'm going through, and I'm watching like the announcements and shit again. I don't know why, but it always happens every couple months. I just start going through, and I'm like Halo Five theater reaction, and I'm just like watching E3 when they announce Halo Five, and I'm feeling it again. And I'm like, fuck, why can't this be good again? Yeah, it's like ever since you sent me that video of like the creepiest things in the dude Halo lore. that was like eight videos deep when i sent you that yeah and then i went eight <laughs> videos deep and i've just been watching all that stuff and it's just like because halo's so good it's so it's like it's so disheartening to see the community so freaking sad <laughs> like like dude halo had everything it had the world in the palm of its hand and then it got lost it got lost behind Call of Duty, it got lost behind Battlefield, and they compromised Halo. Yep. And part of that, part of that is Bungie's fault. Because they made Reach, they made the loadouts, they tried to cater, they were the first ones to cave. And then 343 just brought them more down the rabbit hole. And I still think Halo 4 has problems, but I still think Halo 4 was a good direction for single of like, player. Of of how yes, of the single player of how to integrate some of the outside lore into the games. It was it was and a start for it, sure. It was a, it wasn't perfect. I'll never say like I, there are definitely parts of Halo 4 I can think back on and be like, fuck, that sucked. There's but still like, a lot of people who had no idea what the librarian or didact was. And yeah, it was I, ex- I, I didn't know either, but like it was still cool to they, me because I had a general awareness of some of the outside stuff. They need so a, that didn't seem weird to they me. They need a codex in the game is what they need. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that does give me a like a slight tinge of hope, which I had forgotten about, was that they fired the writer from Halo 5 um, and they brought on the writer for the Arkham games. 
So those stories, with the exception of the third one, and I don't think it was his fault. Um, yeah, all I, I was gonna say like those are they did have pretty good stories, but there were a couple really predictable things. I agree that wasn't his fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, but like I, the whole Arkham Knight thing was kind of a waste. Yeah, that was a. Huge but the, waste. The, the the Joker stuff was brilliant. Yeah, like so I'm. Oh man, I, I feel a little better about the the story. Uh, depends, and they already said they're focusing on Chief, and they already said they're bringing back split screen. Um, but are they bringing back the voice? Because you told me he retired, and if it's not the Master Chief's voice, it doesn't count. That's what the articles I read back. at the time was, so I don't know. I, I didn't see anything else about that, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that was just like a one-off I just want them to fake fix news. It. I want them to make a game about the Master Chief. I don't want any of this bullshit. I don't want to play as the Arbiter. I don't want to play as Spartan Locke. I want to play as the goddamn Master Chief gallivanting around the galaxy to fucking save it from the bullshit they made at the end of 5. I want to save Halo from itself as the Master Chief. So, <laughs> at the end of 6, will Master Chief A, retire, B, die, or go C, go MIA like the end of Halo 3? I think you go MIA. Yeah, probably. I think you fit. You do a scene. Here's what you do. You do. You do it. It's classic, but it's perfect. You do the thing where something happens, and the Master Chief. You think he's dead, and you know the Chief is dead, and it's no, he's missing an action, and then everybody well, leaves the room, and you look back at the terminal, and his signal comes back, and it's just like you know, you know, fucking one one seven active, and then you just delete it. I and mean, then that's that's the end. I mean, and if, like I think that would be perfect. I mean, if you've read any of the books, you know the famous line: "Spartans never die." They're missing an action. But I'm saying, like, he oh, doesn't yeah. die. You just you say he's dead. You say he's missing an action, but then he's turns out he's totally alive. And then you just pretend like he's gone, and you just let him live. Yeah, and see the whole this like there's a lot of obviously a lot of stuff disappointing stuff about Halo Five. One of the most disappointing things is that I think they obviously were trying to um, work Locke to be like the next protagonist because you can't have Chief forever. Like he's so the, flat though, and that's the thing they he's so they boring. made him so bland. Even in the expanded materials like Nightfall, like he is bland. Like the, and like and like Master Chief was bland. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He was bland, but he was like bland in an interesting way. The Master Chief lent himself to kind of make you the adventurer. He spoke when he needed to. There was this air of mystery around the Master Chief, where you were like, he's this kind of faceless protagonist who's mostly silent, but like there's something there. Yeah, beneath the surface, especially like early on in the franchise, where Lock is nothing. You have no idea like what the Chief is. You don't know if he's a robot, a person, and then like you get more and more story and then my favorite novel of all time the fall of reach like yes it's like that character is so deep and and like oh man and, and then that video so so right how fucked up that is yeah but yeah like you don't realize like we're gonna spoil i'm gonna spoil part of it because i want to talk about that yeah. master chief as a child he was what six yeah i think so yeah Six years old, gets kidnapped by the UNSC, replaced by a body double that would eventually die of complications. So their parents, his parents thought their child died, even though he was kidnapped to become a super soldier with several other children, half of which died as a result of making them into super soldiers. Yeah. And he's just this guy who got indoctrinated to be this thing to fight rebels until the aliens came. And then it turns out he was really good at killing aliens. Yeah. And, and the Master Chief is just this guy. 
he's really just this guy. He never asked for this. Yeah. He, he, he just adapted to be this. And that's part of what makes it like... I still don't understand why they had to hinge the whole plotline of Halo 5 on, well, there's no time to call. Let's just go. <laughs> like... Yeah, and like, part of just me... Just call! <laughs> Send a letter! Part of me actually kind of liked the whole direction of like the public or not the public, but like the military thinking that chief went AWOL and like that whole storyline. And obviously the marketing the campaign was incredible. Whoever marketed Halo 5 needs to be making the next Halo because, game. Because if that, they need to be the team, if the game and the story would have reflected the marketing campaign, that would have been the best Halo game of all time. Oh my God. I remember like I was sitting there, I was in my living room watching football, I think. And like a commercial comes on and I'm like, is this Halo? And it's just like the master chief is dead. And, like, it's all these people, like, crying and stuff. And it's Blue Team, like, lifting off the rubble. And he gets up and Locke is coming in after him. And it's just, like, you know, the greatest hero humanity has ever known has fallen. And it's just, like, holy shit. Yeah. This is going to be so good. Yeah. And and so, like, with Six, they've already said, like I mentioned before, that the story is going to focus on the Chief, unlike Five. Remember but, when they said it was going to be a split? Yep. And it was three missions for the chief and twelve for uh, Locke, and the campaign took four hours to beat. Um, but like, it makes me wonder, Buck. like, at in, least Buck was there. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, in what capacity will Locke and Osiris be in- integrated into the story? Because they're going to be Very there. Um, and and then like, is Blue Team going to be there? Because if they are, I either don't want them there at all, or I want them to do justice with those characters, because. That relationship, they, they absolutely that that relationship between those characters in the books. Like when I heard that Blue Team was going to be in the game, like I almost teared up. Yeah, like, because like th- I read Ghosts of Onyx. You yeah. know, I read the Flood. I read like the freaking First Strike. Yeah. Like all those incredible books that really build up. Like the Master Chief did a lot on his own, but he did so much more with this team. Yeah. And they've been through so much. They were all kidnapped. Linda was dead. Yeah. For all of Halo one, she was dead and frozen on the pillar of autumn. Yeah. And for, they've... for the beginning and then ejected. And she got brought back to life. Yeah. And then killed thousands of covenant. But, but like, <laughs> like the whole point of four and the end of... We're going to spoil it. It's old. It the whole, matter. Go. Yeah. The whole point of, like, Cortana dying at the end of 4, the whole point of that game was to humanize Chief. And... and it, it was so good. It, it was successful. As corny it, and kind of cheesy as it was... It was it, successful. It was successful. And, and how do you continue that trend? You bring in the Chief's only friends who he grew up with, he struggled with, he's been through countless operations with, who the only people who truly understand what he is and who and what he's gone through... And you give them throwaway dialogue as you conduct really poor squad commands. Like, these are people that... I'm going to spoil more of the Fall of Reach. On the first day of training, the chief ran ahead in this obstacle course. The losers didn't eat. So he wanted to be first. He ran ahead, left his squad behind. He finished first that he didn't eat. Because his squad as a whole came in last. And so... They didn't eat the first night they were there. Mm-hmm. No food in this program. And like that was his first impression on this squad. But this squad grew in such a way that they recognized the Master Chief. Even though Fred is a lieutenant commander. He outranks Chief. <laughs> he outranks the Master Chief. 
Yeah. But he still looks to him as the leader of Blue Team. Like, he is just... He became... He went from this asshole to the most well-respected soldier in human history, almost, you know, in, in terms of this universe. Oh, yeah. To the point where these people would die for him if he only asked. Yeah, and like, like obviously, it's not fair to say... Like, you have to read the books to get the story. And I get that, and I agree with that. But, like, the background that we had for those characters, like, Fred, uh, he didn't particularly, like, he wasn't a specialist in one area. He was all around probably the best Spartan. And he always came in second to Chief. But Chief, Chief has said, like, Fred could have beaten him quite a few times. But he wants to keep that persona of Chief being the leader up. And then you have Linda who so quiet just but the deadliest sniper in the world and the, then you have kelly who's, who's the, the fastest, fastest spartan in existence and, and, and like and is a great example of a spartan who is kind of the opposite of chief who like has emotion and like expresses it i and, remember oh, in man. one of the books they were talking and it was um it was a mission where blue team was out before the chief went i think it might have been I don't remember what, which book it was. It might have even been like Ghost of Onyx or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember they were like, it was like the four of them, it was Blue Team. And then they were like, oh yeah, and it's a couple thousand grunts. And she's like, oh, piss poor odds for them. <laughs> it's yeah. like she had she had a mouth on her. She had personality, yeah. you know? And it was just all, all lost in the game. Um, the only character in that whole game who had anything going for them was Buck. Because everybody knew Buck. And Nathan Fillion can't be on screen without being charming. Yeah, it's true. Even if it's virtual Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah, Even it's if ju- he's a robot. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Boy, I love chicken. Um, the colonel. But um, yeah, dude, it's it just the like emotion behind that franchise. Like 343, they get a lot of flack thrown their way for very good well reason. And it's like... And obviously, death threats are terrible, and no, no that's no, too much, and no one deserves that. But it's like, like how we're talking about this, like it's a huge part of our life, and a huge part. We're so invested in these characters and the this fact, universe, this universe. Like I, like the past, this past day or two, I've been like, yep, it's time to read Fall of Reach again, and I should probably get on Glasslands, which tells me how the characters fared after the end of Ghost of Onyx in the Shield world. And it's like, I just want to immerse myself again. I played through all of Halo Wars 2. Which I heard, like, obviously the ending, it was not great because there wasn't one. But I I heard the story was improved compared to Halo 5. Like, some of the ideas and characters. Compared to Halo 5, I mean, that's not hard. But yes, like... But, but like, bringing... I will say, uh, uh, Carter had... uh, Was it Cutter? Cutter, Cutter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Cutter. Cutter had a really good... He had a really good speech in, like, the second cutscene. Like, the AI was like, no, we have to leave. We need to run as fast and as far away as we can. And he was just like, he's like, well, last I checked, this is home. And these people, they're my family. And he's like, so we're going to stand here and fight so everybody gets to go home. And it was like this rousing speech. And it was like, they had the, you know, the, the well-diverse crew. Um, and it was like, it was this really like moving kind of thing where it's like, this is a shit, you know, kind of a little just cheap cutscene. Been there, done that. And, you know, the, the, the sports movie speech, you know, the remember the Titans speech. And it's just like, it was really good. 
yeah. and like shit like that. Like I'm invested in Cutter, and it's just like, God damn it, Cutter! I let's go, let's <laughs> let's fucking go, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, it, it was uh, was Atriox good? Was no, he? A, he wasn't. No, okay, I thought no. I, heard, I heard he was okay in terms of it, Halo Wars Two is a better Dawn of War Three, which okay. isn't saying much because Dawn of War Three was a travesty. Yeah. Which gives me little hope for Age of Empires 4, mm-hmm. which is being made by them. Yeah, but like, I, I just want Halo to be good again. That's... I just don't know how they ruined it so much. I just don't know how they lost their way. Like, the, the path was set, and it seemed like they were on it in 4. You know, like, Ish. they, were, they yeah. were breathing life into Halo again with the story. Uh, the multiplayer was a shit show, but like... Yeah. You could see that, like, there was honest effort mm-hmm. to make but, a game that was worthy of that expanded universe. But boy, well, I, I'll tell you who I like fighting less than the Brutes in Halo 2, and that's the Prometheans. I think they are so boring. So I, I agree. boring. Well, because at least, like, the Brutes would talk smack, you know? Yeah. The Prom- Elites are still the best enemies, but... Like, Prometheans, like, the the whole kind of, like... I don't even think they meant for this, but like the whole thing with the Prometheans is that they're actually ancient humans. So like you're fighting your ancestors, but it's like, they just come off as robots and boring robots. robots. And it's like, uh, it's like, why, why? And then all the weapons are boring. Uh, I Halo used to mean something. It did. And Halo used to be a showstopper. Halo was the thing in, you know, 2011 when Don Matrick was leaving the stage. We've got uh, a new entry in a brand new trilogy coming exclusive to Xbox. Take a look. And they have that heartbeat teaser. And then you hear, John, I need you. And I'm like, Master Chief! (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a slightly younger me was like, (gasps) And sure, shit, there's the Master Chief going into the S.H.I.E.L.D. world, and it's like, mother of God, yes. Yeah. Halo is back. The Master Chief is back. Yeah, and like... This is this is Halo again. And it's like the timeline of 343's relationship with Halo. It's Halo 4, where the campaign, people liked it, they didn't love it, and then the multiplayer was abysmal, and then the Master Chief collection Halo came 4, out, and that's... Halo 4, though, looked Amazing. It did look especially uh, even on the 360. Holy probably the shit. best looking 360 game. I remembered like during a review they were saying like Halo hasn't been the best looking game on Xbox since Halo 2. Yeah, and they were like Halo 4 is the best looking game on Xbox. Yeah, and, and they were right. And Gears of War 3 came out. Yeah, and th- like that was that was a statement because Gears of War 3 was damn good. Mm-hmm. That that's the best game. That's the, probably the best game Microsoft has ever put out. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I mean, I, Halo Combat Evolved is always number one in my heart. But like, if you're talking purely like quality, Gears of uh, Three was fucking amazing. I, I would still put all of the original Halo trilogy put, over Gears. I would put one over Gears Three. I'm not. I'm just talking like individual entries. I would probably put Gears Three number two behind Halo One. Personally, that's me mm. personally. I know. Yeah. You like the latter two Halos? Uh, Halo Three is my favorite. I think it's the most complete um, package, but it's all subjective. Uh, so it went from Halo Four, which people were a little hesitant about, but they were okay with some of the stuff. 
got really good reviews when it came out, I remember. So did Halo. Halo 5 got pretty good reviews. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. But, and then came Master Chief Collection, which should have been this incredible product that still doesn't work. And that came out 2015, I believe. Nope. 2014? Yep. Because Halo 5 came out 15. And there are still parts of that game that don't work to this day. Yeah, I remember when they announced it in 13. They said, start the journey begins 2014. And that was supposed to be Halo 5. And then they said, no, it's the Master Chief Collection. You And Halo 2 Remaster. Because that was the 10 year anniversary. Like, you still probably have better luck playing the original games on backwards compatibility than playing Master Chief Collection. And that's the fact that it's still broken after all this time unacceptable remember how many times i couldn't play odst yeah because it just didn't work it would just lock up on the loading screen yeah and then and then halo 5 it's like it's the most incredible snowball that i've seen in recent memory of just bad (laughs) like just from bad to worse and like i like who did we play the halo 5 campaign with there were three of us i remember who was that uranium it might have been uranium i think i I think i remember the third person running off so it was probably uranium it was probably uranium yeah um and i i I remember us playing that and we were like okay i remember in the opening cutscene i was like welcome to call of duty yeah it's i watched a uh a youtube video of that opening team osiris cutscene with the power rangers theme song behind it um but it's like oh it's like some of these levels are actually just these hub areas and these I are just, counted as like whole levels. Wait, I, I just, what, this I whole, just, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I just hated that. Like they finally made the Spartans seem as badass as they really are, Yeah. but they did it in the most boring generic way possible. Yeah. By a little bullshit, uh, you know, squirrel suit drop in into like crazy action. I'm going to roll and shotgun your face. And like, that's not really, like, if you read the books, the Spartans weren't really, like, in your face, not so, but you know, I, balls deep crazy. They could do that, but a lot of what they were was, like, very well calculated. We're going to infiltrate. We're going to be quiet. We're going to do this thing. Then we're going to balls deep out of there. See, and while I don't like how kind of bombastic that was, on the other hand... I think it makes sense because those it are Spartan does, fours, yeah. and then the entrance oh, of Blue Team yeah. was so. The entrance of Blue Team was exactly what you were just talking about. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't think of it that way until yeah. just now. And yeah, because Blue Team comes in, they're kind of quiet, subdued, very calculated. Mm-hmm. Whereas Osiris is just like fucking woo, wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They are basically playing Wolfenstein. Well, everyone else is playing Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like the, the franchise is so close to being done already that Halo 6 has to be magnificent to Halo's bring it back. Halo's not that old. No, it's not that old. It's but not it's even been, 20. It's, no, but it's been it's just bashed and bruised these past, ever since 343 took over. And it's just been, it's fallen further and further out of the public eye. Uh, the sales for Halo 5 compared to even Halo 3 it was like 13 million to 5 million. Like, people don't care because they've messed it up. They, it, they've ru- effectively ruined it. Like, it's just, I, I just don't know how you save it. Like, you would have to release a, a Halo 1-esque 
or Halo 3-esque game. Like, you would just have to release a game. Like, you would need to have better marketing than 5 and a better game than 1 or 3. Yeah. Like, I remember Halo 3 coming out and just, like, the trailer with the with the display, with, like, the figures, and they had the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what song it is, but it's a very famous song. It's just like it was yeah. just like a display, and it was just like at the end, the chiefs, the grenade lights up, the chiefs head moving. It just says "believe," and I was like, "Yes, Starry Night, Starry Night yes. is like the single like best thirty seconds of advertising I've ever seen." You know, just a bunch of kids in the field. You wonder what's out there, and then boom, Master Chief. I think we lost him. No, not yet. Boom! Just fucking badass jumps in a pit with a bunch of brutes, and you're like, you know, he's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking three wraith tanks and like twelve brutes, and it's like, oh, piss poor odds for them. <laughs> and, and, and and it's like the the teaser trailer for for five. Like I was actually like I was actually like excited about with him in like I didn't get why he needed to wear that like whatever that was like yeah, that cape that, that and hood was strictly to hide him yeah, yeah yeah but like that was good but like the atmosphere of it like he was alone and he was just walking through the desert and you see and this I, massive creature i remember i was joking i was like realistic journey <laughs> and yeah like, and then he pulls out the tags and it's like oh my god <laughs> you're like oh my god it's the new halo yeah and then and, yeah and then the, the end of five and Cortana, um, like I, they're gonna they're gonna go back on it to where to the extent of no, this wasn't Cortana's decision. She definitely contracted the the logic plague when she was trapped with the grave mind on high charity between okay, Halo you, Two and Halo Three. You know what you do to save Halo? Mm. Reboot, reboot it. With, Just say fuck it. Yeah, with who? Just fuck it. Just reboot it. Start it over. Master Chief, Halo One. Start it over. Uh, I don't know if that would work. I like where your head's at, but I don't think that would be a great decision. Either that, or you go back to the end of Halo 4, and you say, Haha, just kidding, Halo 5 never happened. <laughs> well, that would be ideal. Because, <laughs> like, at least Halo 4 is salvageable enough, where you can be like, look, we can fix... We can fix the problems with that. You can't just fix Halo 5 without ignoring Halo 5. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm happy. I'm happy that Halo Six will be coming out on PC, so I don't have to bring out my Xbox again. Oh man, I can't wait. Oh, oh it just doesn't. Like, even if it's just a good Halo game, that would be fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's just like a good Halo game, it's it's just three four three has not shown that they can handle. If it could be at pressure. least as good as Halo Four, that would be fine. I would still be okay with that. Yeah. That would be like if I could put the controller down. Because when I put the controller down at the end of Halo 4, there's like that moment when you finish a Halo game and you're like, yes. I didn't have that yes moment at the end of 5. It was a thank God it's over. I want to go throw up. It was a mixture of thank God it's over and a mixture of that was it. We've only yeah. we only just started playing this like a, like a couple hours ago. But like, I don't care if it's only five or six hours, as long as I can put that controller down, like we did at the end of Halo Four. Was it me, you, and Derek? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we put the controller down, and we were like, "Yes, that was good." When you sit back and you're just talking about, "Oh man, this part was so cool." No, this part was super cool. Oh my god, I couldn't believe it when this happened. Whereas with Halo Five, we're just like. 
Where was the Master Chief? Not only that, but this incredible marketing campaign, it all culminated in a really bad 30-second fist fight between Locke and Chief. You just, like, what? You just hit it up. Hashtag, where's the Chief? And it's like <laughs> this whole fantastic marketing campaign resulted in nothing. We're still hunting the truth to this day. <laughs> uh, dude, did you ever actually listen to those that podcast? I listened to a bunch of them. Oh, it was so good. The hype machine for Halo 5 was incredible. Oh, my that God. That was like borderline Halo 3. The Hunt the Truth podcast series was so good. Dude, like, they almost had, like, Halo 3 levels of advertising. Like, Microsoft is an advertising machine, but, like, they picked the wrong game. Picked the wrong developer. I mean, Bungie's not doing anything right now. Nobody's playing Destiny 2. Call them up. Uh, my question with that is, how much of that is Bungie and how much of that was Activision? Because I'm not sure where that line is. Listen, all I know is I, I haven't felt as good playing a Halo game as I did playing that mission on the Almighty. That was the best Halo mission I have played since, like, yeah. fucking early Halo 4. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best Halo in since 2012. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, was though. that mission where those last like few missions in destiny was the best halo i played since 2012 <laughs> yeah yeah um we should stop talking about halo oh man i think we spent almost as much time on yes. halo as we did the nintendo direct yes we did it's okay apparently the new audacity edits these down better so we have time oh great yeah our podcast also, could probably be like an hour and a half if we wanted them to be. Also, I want to finish this up so we can go play. Vermont. I know. I did want to touch on a few things, though. Um, okay. Very quickly, Ross, have you been playing anything lately? Um, I have just been playing uh, Vermintide and Overwatch, really. Um, I'm yeah. trying to level up that account, man. I, 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 was in, I, I get three-minute cues for quick play. Why? I don't I don't know if it thinks I'm really bad because I'm playing Genji or if it just sees my Moira and it's like, oh shit, he's smurfing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like quick play should just be getting in regardless. That's what I'm saying. I had a three minute queue the other day. Oh, that's dumb. Well, I'll I'll, I'll play some more this weekend. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's kind of all I've been playing. Um, I've been working on my Lucio. I feel like my Lucio is pretty good. Is that a good place? Getting better of switching between heals and movement a lot more. I... Saved Chris yeah. one time from a diva ult on Hanamura, which was pretty good. But yeah, that was some clutch Lucio play. But yeah, it's I still love Overwatch and I still love Overwatch League. Overwatch um, is a really good game. It is a really good game. <laughs> oh. Overwatch might be like just the game of the year again. Yeah. No man, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's whew. it's it's the one game like I I can't remember coming back to a multiplayer game the way I go back to Overwatch mm. since Vegas two, yeah like it's, the heyday of Vegas two. It's definitely been a while. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. How about you? Um, so I uh, have to play Bayonetta, but um, I have been dabbling. Obviously, we're gonna be playing some Fermentide. Mm -hmm. Um, Tony thinks Nintendo is dumb. Never, ever listen to what Tony says. Keep going. Um, so, I don't think I played Dark Souls this week. Big surprise. I know. Breaking news. Didn't play Dark Souls this week. Um, what the hell have I been playing this week? I've been playing, oh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. 
And 15. And then, yeah, I was going to get into that in a minute. I played Vermintide, and then, yeah, I guess just Overwatch is all I've been... Yeah. Huh. Um, so, yeah, the other night, I was playing... God damn it, what the hell was I playing? It must have been Overwatch. I don't know. So, yeah, I was playing... Um, game and i downloaded the demo for final fantasy 15 on windows and i was like i just want to see how well it runs on my computer <clears throat> and i load it up and i'm getting like locked 60 and i was like this this is really good it's like this is i've never played final fantasy 15 quite like this before <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like screw it i'm gonna buy it so i bought the windows edition and i played it for like three hours yesterday <laughs> and i really like final fantasy 15 a whole lot I, it is solidified in my top three of Final Fantasy games I have played and enjoyed. Is it is it not going to... Do you think it'll pass eight? I think it has a very good chance based on this playthrough. Yeah, nice. Um, Because, man... For how like, much you I'm hate playing, love eight. <laughs> dude, eight does so much good and so much wrong that it's just like, it's hard to love and hard to hate, but it's like you play it anyway. <laughs> You just play it because, like, it just—it's it, never offensive enough to put you away, but it's always enthralling enough that you want to see if they'll finally just like, are they gonna fuck up finally? Like, can I stop in an hour? <laughs> and it's like, no, because <laughs> by the time I get to a save point, something cool has happened. I have to know what's next. <laughs> um, but yeah. Man, like I was doing the combat, and like it's just so intense, like the music and. You know, just using all the abilities and bouncing around and shit. Like, that combat is satisfying. Like, on a level that Final Fantasy has never been. Like, I am I am a purist of, like, the turn-based system. And so I wasn't a big fan of 12 or 13, how they handled it. But, like, 15 is such a departure. But it's it, it is it should be the future of Final Fantasy Combat, if you're going to go into a more real-time... It feels so good to play. And, like, now, just at the higher frame rate, like, everything just feels faster. It, it looks great. Um, I may be picking out some more of, like, the wonky dialogue that I maybe didn't before, like, that I overlooked in my first playthrough because it was like, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, so some of that stuff, you can really tell, like, you know, the dub isn't great. Um... But, Just like the movie. But man, like, there's there's parts, like, it just it feels so good. That game feels good. And then, like, for every, like, weird part where it's like these characters kind of interact weird, there was a part that I don't feel like I ever saw them doing, and it was like, they're in the car, and Prompto turns around and he says something, and Noctis, like, looks like he's yelling at him, and you just see, like, Gladio in the back, like, slapping his leg, like, laughing so hard, and just, like, Prompto's like, I didn't do it, and Noctis is like, oh, you asshole, he's grabbing onto Ignis' seat and, like, reaching up and, like, you know, pointing at him, and just, like, you get this real, like, bros on the road feel, and just sometimes, like, that game just feels really good, and, like, happy-go-lucky, and it's a really fucking good game. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see some of the changes. Because, like, apparently they... It, the, like, I never played the reworked Chapter 13. Mm -hmm. That's in here. Uh, it has all the DLC, obviously. Uh, I want to play Comrades at some point. Uh, but it's got all the DLC. Plus, they added stuff to Chapter 14. Uh, and 
the ending is still, I don't care what anyone says, the ending is great. The ending is powerful in a way that, like, other Final Fantasy... It's powerful, I think, in a lot of the same ways that Final Fantasy VII is powerful, because it kind of hits you in, like, a weird way, where it's like, what's happening on screen doesn't necessarily warrant, like... I really love the ending of Final Fantasy VII, and a lot of people don't. Just like a lot of people don't like the ending of Final Fantasy XV, which I won't spoil for you because I really want you to play it. But, like, it's it just it, it hit me the right way. And it hit me at the right time after that journey where it was, like, everything I went through. And it was, like, it just gets you. And I thought it was perfect for that game. Mm-hmm. Just, like... Seven, it was it was it was perfect. I'll spoil seven, you know, but I'm, I'm not even going to. But it's like there's an art to just having like an ending that's like weirdly good, and Square can pull that off in a weird way. Yeah, it shouldn't be good. It shouldn't be as good as it is, but it is. Gotcha. That's 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 the most eloquent way I can put that. Really. <laughs> um. But yeah, so long story short, really looking forward to playing more of that game, seeing some of the changes, and then eventually, um, I just can't wait to play it again, man. Like, I, I I, thought I was burned out on open world games, but like, they started me off with a ring that lets me sprint forever. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I accidentally downloaded something from the workshop, because um, it has Steam Workshop integration. Apparently, it's going to get more as time goes on. And there were these Cactar costumes. And I'm thinking, oh, this is stuff I can equip on my characters. Nope. Changed every NPC in the game into a Cactar. I mean, that seems like that makes it so probably running around the generation. And, like, I was like, this is so weird. So people are just standing there and they're all Cactars. And I walked into a shop and I see a little Cactar behind the counter. And, they're, you know, it's just a regular person, almost like in a mascot costume. And he just lifts up his hand and waves. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> You know what I really wish that... For like a whole minute, I just laughed my ass off. I wish that mod wouldn't put them in the costume, but just put everyone in the pose. Of like the running pose. (laughs) Oh my god! I wish that was the mod. (laughs) Like any like just generic NPCs had Cactar costumes on. And like I took them off and now I'm like, maybe I should put them back on. (laughs) Because that was pretty great. Nice. Ah, shit. I'm interested to see what they do with that, with the workshop. That mm-hmm. could be really cool. You could do a lot with that. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's go play some Fermentide. Okay. Maybe we can convince Tony to get it. Uh, maybe. I will not be able to play as long tonight because we talked about Halo, but... It was worth it. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll play more this weekend anyway. The, the, that Halo conversation is the kind of conversations that, like, for years we said we should have a podcast. That's mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that happens. We should reread the books. I I kind of want to. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I oh, pro- those books are so good. Yeah. Anyway, they kind of lost me after Ghosts, but yeah. oh god, the Forerunner trilogy. So I still I have that. I have oh, that. I still plan to read it. God, it's it's like it comes really close to that original trilogy. Oh man, it's so good. Anyway. This has been episode 40 of the official half gen podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to our rambling. Um, Nintendo bright future halo. Eh. Not so much. Uh, and then uh, final, final fantasy 15. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. So we will be back next week with more talks of games, maybe halo. Who knows? It just happens. And some talk about Vermintide. So yeah. we will see you guys next week.
Bye-bye.